Howdy folks, welcome back to the Ronin Rabbit episode 170, sub-episode Wanderer's Road number 6. The Ronin Rabbit is a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and there are going to be spoilers. Get in touch with me at Teal Productions on Twitter, T-E-A-L, like the color. On Facebook, you can look for posts on the Usagi Ojimbo fan and Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook pages. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website for the show. UsagiPodcast at gmail.com is the email address for the show. Just AnotherFanboy.Freeforums.net is the forums for the show. Now, I'm looking at Wanderers Road number six. Um, Usagi Ujimbo Wanderers Road number six, rather, from IDW Comics on sale April 28th, 19, uh, 18, 2021. Wow. The Shogun's Gift is the title of the story. Now, this story was originally presented in black and white in the first volume of Usagi Ojimbo, issue number 12 from Fantagraphics, and it was on sale October 5th, 1988. In the interim, on October 4th, 2012, I talked about Usagi Ojimbo, volume 1, number 12, on episode 24 of the show. So 24 from 170 is what, 166? So 166 episodes later, I'm talking about the story again, only this time it's in color. Completely, well, no, not completely, but it does change the complexion of the story. The cover, however, is a Peach Momoko cover. Uh, this is the final Wanderer's Road, the final Momoko cover uh, for these. I think she might do some variant covers for the main title, the volume four. Writer, artist, letterer Stan Sakai. The colorist internally is Rhonda Pattison. On the cover, as I said, is Peach Momoko. We start out on the outside of the Gaishu Castle, home of Lord Noriyuki. We see a guard, but up here in the corner, against the backdrop of the midnight dark sky, we have a figure all in black racing across a section of the roofline. This Tomoe is the famous Muramasa blade that will be presented to the Shogun on behalf of Gaishu clan. It's beautiful, Lord Noriyuki. Some say Muramasa was mad, but his craftsmanship was superb. It is a fine gift. And thus starts the listing of our Dramatis Personae. Miyamoto Usagi, of course, is in the book. Well, not of course, but he is in the book. He is our prime uh, protagonist. Lord Noriyuki and Tomoe Ame also... Um, protagonist. A Nico Ninja is the main antagonist, and the woodcutters, both figuratively and for real ZZs, are in the story as well. And you'll see what I mean as I go through. Above the room that Lord Norioki and Tomoe Ame are in is a ninja walking across the timbers that form the trusses of the roof. Tomoe senses something, believes it's above, grabs a spear, and jabs it through the probably paper that it forms the ceiling itself up into the woodwork above and through the thigh of the ninja. Mustn't move, it thinks. Remove my hood. Wipe the blade as she draws it forth. She pulls the blade back down and inspects it, looking for any sign that she hit something. Tomoe, what is it? Forgive me, my lord. I suspected an intruder. I was wrong. You're ever vigilant, Tomoe, but there's little chance of a trespass. My security has doubled since the assassination attempts by Lord Hikiji. It would take a remarkably skilled person in D 
indeed to get past my guards. Yawn. The sword is safe enough in here now. Please get some rest. You too, Lord Noriyuki. I will escort you to your sleeping quarters. Now, Tomoyame is, uh, is an adult. Uh, Lord Noriyuki is young, like maybe late single-digit, early double-digit ages. Very, very young to be in charge of the Gaishu clan. But thus is his lot in life. That's that's where he's found himself. After they leave, the ninja, who turns out to be one of the Nico clan, uh, drops down, grabs the Muramasa blade and its scabbard, is heard by a passing guard of the Gaishu clan. But when he checks on it, a swift star in the forehead silences him. Page five is a full-page panel. The Muramasa blade has been stolen. Alert the castle. Seal the gates. We see people yelling from inside the castle. While outside, the ninja is running off, blade in hand. Mask held over the wound in his leg, which is bleeding. I had hoped the theft wouldn't be discovered until morning. I've got to get as far away as I can and change into my disguise before my leg stiffens up. Luckily, that spear missed the bone. Next page, we see Usagi with a horse rider bearing down on it. Usagi, Tomoe, it's good to see you again, my friend. Have you been on this road long? Did you see anyone? No, is something the matter? A sword that was to be presented to the shogun was stolen from Lord Noriyuki's keep tonight. It's no ordinary thief, then. Do you know who did it? And so they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. She rides off. I regret that our reunion was not under less urgent circumstances. Farewell. Farewell. So... Apparently, Usagi wasn't intending to go to uh, Lord Noriyuki's, the, the Gaishu castle. He's just traveling on the road, was in the vicinity of the castle, and in looking for the stolen sword, Tomoe ran across him. Usagi continues out until he sees a fire. Ho, oh, woodcutter, would you allow me to share your fire? Uh, a samurai. A lowly peasant can't deny a samurai a bit of warmth. I accept your gracious gift. I've got some fish to repay you for your hospitality. Oh, I think it's gone a bit off. I can't imagine why. I found it just three days ago. A little bit of humor. Don't find humor quite as often in the current books as you did in the earlier books. Mr. Sakai, I guess, just transitioned in his advancing age of writing uh, Usaki. All the all the jokes have been done, I get No, I don't know. But I noticed there, there doesn't seem to be quite as, as frequent humor now as there was. So they go back and forth. The um, woodcutter is cleaning his wound, and Usagi notices, well, that looks like a spear wound. It's an axe wound, he says. I can take care of it myself. Oh, not a problem. Where are you headed? Uh, to the Gaishu castle to sell my firewood. And Usagi says, well, I'm going that way myself. Perhaps we'll travel together tomorrow. Uh, I'd only slow you down, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get some sleep. So Usagi wanders over here, away from the fire, back against the tree, falls asleep. Woodcutter over here lays against the tree, falls asleep seemingly... Later on in the night, though, the woodcutter gets up, gathers his wood, and takes off. Besides, he's going towards the Gaishu castle, so I need never meet him again. The woodcutter decides to go the opposite way into town. Usagi, however, was never asleep. He eyeballs the woodcutter as he runs away. Strange, sneaking off in the middle of the night like that and traveling away from the Gaishu castle. There's some mystery here, Usagi says as he stands and uh, drops both of his swords in his belt. I finally walked, I've, I've walked all night, but I finally reached the border town. I'll be safe once I cross the river, the woodcutter's thinking, walking through town. It's a lot more crowded than I thought it'd be. Oh, man, no wonder. Guards are stopping everyone at the bridge and checking their packs. The guards here are checking a gentleman who's trying to walk across with crabs. He says, yes, I'm taking them for a swim in the river. Hmm, a little more humor there. 
the woodcutter stops somebody that just made it through the checkpoint and says, hey, what's going on? And this random town person says, a priceless sto- sword was stolen from our lord, and now the guards are searching everyone leaving Geishu territory. And the woodcutter slash ninja thinks, dang, I didn't think the news would spread so quickly. I'll have to wait till nightfall and then swim across the river with my pack. Meanwhile, I'd better lose myself in the throng. This inn looks crowded enough for me to be inconspicuous. The best place to hide a tree is in the forest, he thinks. I'll stack my firewood with those other bundles. Usagi sees him. Hello, my friend. Fancy meeting you here. And the the woodcutter, the ninja's face, is like, oh, no. Are you staying at this inn? I insist on buying you a meal to repay you for last night's hospitality. Innkeeper, give us a table. I thought you were on the way to the Gaishu Castle, Woodcutter. Uh, I was, but I remember I can get a much better price for my firewood across the river. What about you? Oh, just a whim to a wanderer. One place is as good as another. I was facing this direction when I woke, so here I am. Ridiculous. No one lives their life like that. And the actual woodcutters that Stan Sakai uses frequently in his books shows up. Excuse us, sirs, but would you mind if we shared your table? The town is so crowded because the ro- of the roadblock. There's very little room, and we noticed you are a fellow woodcutter. We're busy finding that. Welcome. There's lots of room. Usagi interrupts. Arrgh. Thanks to Ninja. You two look familiar. Munch slurp. Perhaps we met on the road, Samurai. We do a lot of traveling, don't we, my wife? Certainly, husband. Those are my woodcutter voices. Sorry. Uh, I'll kill that fool, Samurai. I swear it. The first chance I get, the ninja's thinking. We're on our way to Lord Noyuki's castle. He pays top prices for our firewood. Isn't that right, wife? Right, husband. But this woodcutter said that you can get a better price across the road, Usagi asked. Oh, no, samurai. They're skinflints compared to the guy's shoes. Right, husband? Ha, ha, ha. Right, wife. Perhaps, fellow woodcutter, you would like to discuss new wood chopping techniques. Nah, it's been a long day. I think I'll turn in. And you do notice over here to the side, someone is eating. Well, you think they're squid or little octopi, but then there are a bunch of little snail shells over here. So maybe they're supposed to be snails that he's pulled out of the shells. I don't know. Two, four, six, seven. Each of them has many, many legs on the bottom like a squid. So I don't know what he's eating, but he's eating something kind of funny. So Woodcutter goes out where he left his bundles, grabs them, makes his way down to the river, uh, swims across the river, shoulders them up, starts jogging down the path and someone yells out hello again what you yes i was restless so i decided to leave the inn early you're wet did you fall in the river this is usagi of course don't act coy samurai the time for games is over yes it is i'm shinjin of the Nico ninja clan you are a dead man so here is shinjin i believe he turns out to be like second in command of the Nico ninjas been a while but i think that's what he is Ah, I suspected you were ninja. I am Miyamoto Usagi. I've crossed paths with the Nico Ninja in the past. You do Lord Hikiji's bidding. Yes, he wanted the Geishu to lose face, so he directed me to steal the Muramasa blade, their gift to the Shogun. But you aren't a Geishu retainer. Why do you involve yourself? Mm, I guess I'm just a busybody. You'll be sorry you interfered. The Muramasa blade will be returned to Lord Noriyuki. I swear it as Shinjin with two... Um, maybe Kusuragama, I believe. They're like the the small handheld sickles, and these had uh, retractable spring-loaded blades, so they looked like a couple pieces of wood in his woodpile, but when released, the blades clicked out. 
So I think that's what uh, Shinjin is fighting with. Usagi fighting with his scabbard and katana. So this page 16, uh, two big panels of fight, fight, fight. 17, more panels of fight, fight, fight until Shinjin jumps up with a forward roll and lands atop a limb, probably 8 or 10 feet above Usagi's head. He's reaching into his tunic and pulls out some stars that he throws at Usagi, who bats several of them away and jumps away from several more that land uh, on the path at his feet, launching himself up to the branch on which Shinjin is. Usagi slices through it, causing Shinjin to come crashing to the ground, stunned. Usagi leaps down and says, Give up, ninja. Shinjin is thinking this blade is indeed, this samurai is indeed formidable. I've no more time to spend on him. The mission comes first. Ah, here's the sword hidden in my wood. I've got to deliver the sword to my master, but I'll remember you, Ronin. He throws down a smoke bomb in a poof, not like the um, odor killer that's on the commercial now. Poof. This is a different kind of poof as the smoke goes. Poof. He's gone, Usagi says, looking around. And then we cut to Shinjin. Uh, five, six, six panels on this page here. He's running, uh, running a path that he says Usagi's not going to be able to follow and finally decides to take a break because he's both tired and his leg is on fire. I better check on the blade to make sure it's undamaged. And he unwraps it and it is merely a stick of wood in the wrapping that was the scabbard. Well, not the scabbard, the, the, um, ornamental wrapping that was around the blade. He tricked me. Where can it be? Shinjin thinks. So we cut next day to the Gaishu castle where the woodcutters, uh, the actual husband and wife woodcutters are pulling wood up into the castle and they grab a bundle and the wife notices that there's a sword sticking out of it. She pulls it out of the bundle and hands it to the man and now they're both tripping because this is not their sword. They don't have a sword. This sword must come from somewhere else. Oh no, if anybody sees we have this sword, they're going to think we stole it. All of this is going through their head. Tomoe Ame rounds the corner here of the courtyard where the woodcutters are, and it, immediately they drop to their knees and they start yelling, Why don't chastise us? We didn't steal it. Why We don't know where it came from. We found it in our wood. And Tomoe looks at it and says, Tomorrow Masa Blade, where did you get this? And the one woodcutter says, uh, You mean that's the sword everyone's looking for? We didn't steal it. I know that long-eared Ronin must have put it in our bundle. I knew there was something fishy about him. And Tomoe laughs. Long-eared? You must mean Usagi. But how did he get mixed up in this? He was with that unfriendly woodcutter that didn't know his trade. Ah, it's becoming clear. That woodcutter must have been the thief. We're deeper in your debt, Usagi. I hope we'll meet again soon so that I may repay you. Final panel, end of the story. Usagi standing at night. In the, I guess, later on that night, uh, grass, field, dark, full moon. And he's thinking, Lord Noriyuki should have should have the sword by now. And I now know who was behind the theft, Lord Hikiji. He's still weaving his webs of intrigue. I wonder when our paths will cross again. And he's shouldering his sword for some reason. He's carrying it uh, over his shoulder rather than stuffed into his, his waistband. We have a full page ad for the next color reprint series, the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy. Many Usagi fans consider this to be the best Usagi story that there's been. Uh, I am kind of meh on it for a variety of reasons. The cool thing about this six issue or eight issues, I forget how long they took um, reprint of this formerly black and white series in color, is that every cover is going to be by 
David Peterson of Mouse Guard fame. So that was fun over time as these were coming out to watch. He was posting a lot of in-progress things on Twitter and his, his social media and stuff. And uh, his art is just outstanding. And seeing him draw Usagi and a dragon here, uh, the castle's not bad either on this cover. Really, really good stuff. But every cover of that series is going to be a David Peterson cover. Alrighty, let me take a look here. We have... No, those are wrong notes. Let me go to the accurate ones. The Muramasa Blade, which is a blade from a legend from history for Japan, was mentioned. And the word Shogun was dropped for us as well. Next episode, I will be looking at Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, issue number 61, which should have Usagi and Jitaro uh, on some travels by themselves. We'll see. I've not read it. I'll read it in time for the show. Talk to you guys next time. Ciao.